Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one so-so ADR'd line at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 24, which starts with Gandalf saying, yes, he's alive, uh, according to the subtitles, but it's doesn't quite match, I don't think. It's a little muddled. And ends with, uh, with, with Gollum saying, he did it once. Smeagol did it once. He can do it again. And then there's like a jump cut, like a jump scare cut. Um, well, I think it's only scary because it just ends abruptly in our minute. And ends on the still of Smeagol choking Deagle. Yes. And it's got this like green sickly filter over it. Yeah. Everything's really pale. It is like a, like a jump scare cut though. Because it's like sudden, there's a screech in the score. There isn't really a pronounced screech. There it's, is a shift. Yeah, but there's it's a, like, not a, like really... a screech. I wouldn't call this a jump scare, and I'm a scaredy cat. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I. Uh, it's no Bilbo Baggins reaching it, it, for the ring, okay? It's no, nah! Yeah. yeah, it's not the it's not the weird bust Ian Holm has in his bathroom right, somewhere. Right, right. I think it's just abrupt. It's abrupt. And I think it's um, it jumped you because it happened at the very, very end of the minute. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus. <laughs> All right, then. It's quite a place for... Going zero to 60 real quick. Yeah, it's it's quite a place for for this, the, the, the thing to be chopped up and just stop. Yeah. I think that's why. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> spooky. Ooh. It's the spooky time. Yeah. Is the season. So, this this minute we we end our little scene with Aragorn and Gandalf. They, have, they finish their conversation. Gandalf's a little hopeful, and then we immediately show Sam asleep. Yep. We see a little cast iron frying pan right next to him. <laughs> he's just he's curled up in his little elven cloak, and then kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them, <laughs> kill them. Well, I like the. I can just imagine how it is on the script, like. Yes, he's alive. And then we cut to Gollum plotting their death. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a good juxtaposition. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's real good. One of the really subtle things in this scene that they point out in the commentary, and I may not have truly noticed if no one had pointed it out, is that Gollum, uh, Gollum, Gollum's eyes are moving underneath his eyelids. Yeah, he's dreaming. And it's I think it's relatively subtle. And this is a more detailed uh this is a more detailed effect than we had in two towers oh. this is cleaned up more because in the year between finishing the digital effects for the movie yeah they got better it it looks um his skin looks better yeah that makes any sense it does Go- Gollum looks better in this movie he just does yeah because they had more advancements in uh computer graphics in between mm-hmm. so Nice. This is our improved, quote unquote, improved Gollum. That's how they refer to him in the commentary. <laughs> so this is Gollum 2.0. 3.0. However many pointos. Yeah, 3.0. It's the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we just have like a weird little, little, uh, like dark blue skinned Gollum in the first movie real quick. Right. 
that's 1.0. It's 1.0. That's and then the Hobbit is his final form. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's the final time he's Riddles in the, in the dark. I don't. It's been a while since I've seen the first Hobbit movie. I actually would like to watch it side by side with some of the stuff from Return of the King and see how much better the Gollum looks or how close it looks. That's something I should probably do at some point because I'm just kind of curious. Well, you're in luck. I do have the Hobbit on DVD. Right. <laughs> but uh, that's just something the I haven't done. The only good one. I like individual things about the other two Hobbit movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole second half, like the whole second movie is just like, hello, I'm I'm the biggest elf stand. It's all elves. Yeah. It's all elves all the way down. So I enjoyed that. But like the first one was the only one where I felt not like angry about it. <laughs> well, the, the this is like way off topic, but the, the first Hobbit movie. And we always talk about the Hobbit. I know. It's not off topic. It's not really off topic. So, like, because the the first Hobbit movie, Unexpected Journey, ends in a place that feels like one of these movies could have ended on, like, that kind of moment. And so it doesn't feel as jarring as, like, the way the second movie ends. The only complaint, like, the only big complaint that I had about the Hobbit, the first Hobbit, and granted, I've only seen these once, and it was in theaters each, each time. So, I remember, um leaving the theater kind of bummed out about the fact that like the first 30 45 minutes of the hobbit was like an extended flashback with frodo or like not a flashback but like you know what i mean like it's like oh it's frodo and bilbo do 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 and i'm just like we already we all right i mean this is why i came here but it has been a while like, yeah. and it's trying to connect to, like, the audiences that have seen it already. Whatever. And, like, it's trying... fan service, Norman. Yeah. Some amount of it is also possibly trying to entice people to go search out those movies if they haven't seen How... them. Okay. Um, I know. If I know. you're watching The Hobbit in, like, when did those come out? Uh, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Ten yeah. years after Return of the King. Oh, my God. You're right. Holy crap. So, like, if you're watching The Hobbit... And you've never seen Lord of the Rings? You've never heard of Lord of the Rings? Mm. Where have you been for the past 10 years? Are you a time traveler? I want to speak to you. Or maybe you've heard of Lord of the Rings, but you just have never gotten the inertia to watch them. Because maybe fantasy isn't, like, really your thing. Yeah. But then this Hobbit movie is coming out. Maybe, like, you were too young when you those were in theaters. You know what? I want... I want to know if there is, like, this weird um, generation of... of fans that have only seen the hobbit like they saw the hobbit first and then they went back to see lord of the rings like mm. like um like when we were growing up like well, it would be it would probably be people about 10 years younger than us right so like when we were growing up some some people like only saw the prequels like the the star wars prequels first yep. and then they went back to the um, original right i was not and that's why there's those. a bunch of people in their 30s that like love the prequels right exactly i am not in that camp but if you are, that's fine. I will generally defend them. Attack of the Clones is heinous. Yeah, I will generally defend one and three in some ways. Two, I, no, that movie is a total mess. <laughs> but for the most part, I'll defend one and three. Well, I mean, we're going to be revisiting them all soon. So, like. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But yeah, no, I'm wondering if there is, like, a. The, that in between like, generation. Yeah. Yeah. There, ha there always is for, like, really extended franchises like this. 
that have like movies that come out so far apart. I am fascinated by that. I would also be curious, like how many people went and saw like new Ghostbusters, liked it, and had never seen the old one. So they went out and found it. Yeah. I'm also curious about like that as well. I but people the, the who gap see... is like far more removed. Right. I, I am curious about people who like see a remake or a reimagining first. Or like a movie that's only kind of tangentially related to a franchise and then go back and find it and like how that colors their opinion of the original. Well, I mean, that actually happened to me. I saw the True Grit, True Grit remake first because mm. I love Westerns. Yeah. And then I went to go back and watch the original and like both are really good movies, but like. I'm always going to prefer... Right. And I'm always going to prefer the original because it's right. what I saw first. Right. Exactly. Like, so I love me some John that's Wayne. That's fascinating to me. I still haven't watched that remake, actually. The True Grit remake. Oh, my God. I still... I, I do love... Dude, I, Jeff Bridges. I do love Jeff Bridges. <laughs> He's great. The dude abides. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm always interested in, like, how that colors people's perceptions yeah. of media. Like, what piece of this oh, franchise did you see so, first? So, like, The Hobbit... I'm I'm so curious as to, like... If you saw that Hobbit movie not knowing anything about Lord of the Rings and that that's that's there's that stupid council scene for no freaking reason. Is that going to turn you off or does that make you interested? Yeah. Because, the, because that, was, that scene's not that great. I was bored. I mean, I went and saw it at midnight because I am that I person. was more confused by the sexual energy between Ian McKellen and Kate Blanchett <laughs> <laughs> than I was bored. I don't remember this at all. And I feel like that's something that I would remember. What? Just the, the way Ian McKellen like refers to her as like lady or my like the tone of his voice when he refers to Galadriel in, the, in those movies is like romantic. It's not like deferential. I don't. In my opinion. That's weird. Oh, I don't man. think I'm the only person that thinks that. Maybe we should. No, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. We're not covering those minute by minute. I'm sorry. No, it's I don't want to. It's okay. <laughs> I had another. I have some. So that I have. I have a little bit more about like this. This golem scene. Yeah. So this. Oh, we're not done. Uh, this was written first of the the scene. This one and the two towers one. And so this is like these two scenes are kind of supposed to be a set. Yeah. Like if you they. The way they talk about them, it feels like they intended people to, like, when they got the DVD, to watch these two scenes together and, like, take a, like, deep look at the the two scenes. Why? Because they're communicating the same kind of idea in a different way, and you get a different conclusion out of the presentation, even though the scenes are very similar. Okay. Because the... Uh, Andy, Andy Circus talks about in the commentary how his intention with Gollum's performance was never to make people think that they were separate identities. Right. Which the first scene in Two Towers kind of leads to the conclusion of, in some ways, the way that it's put together, and then the way that it ends. Whereas, like, this scene of him bouncing off himself, able to see himself communicate directly with himself, is more of a unified, like, presentation of the identity of Gollum. Well, I mean, that scene in Two Towers, he is supposed to be fractured. Like, he's banishing the the evil side of his personality. Right, but, like, being able to push aside that piece, like, gives the impression that they are separate. 
Whereas, uh, whereas that was never really the intention. I think so. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess because we do talk about how they're like two separate personalities. Yeah. But like, I know that it's the same entity. It's right. just two sides of the same coin. Right. But like some of the some of the presentation of Gollum in Two Towers. But it's just easier to refer to the Smeagol side as Smeagol and the Gollum side as right. Gollum. And uh, Andy Circus also talks about, and it comes through more. It comes through in this scene uh, because Smeagol in Two Towers was like, like kind of broken down and being controlled and he still is submissive. But the Smeagol here. Is kind of the one that's like is kind of the one of the two personalities that is driving this plan forward. Um, I disagree. Gollum is there to like the the Gollum personality is there to like kind of gently nudge, but the Smeagol personality is the one that's just like dead. But he hesitates when he says dead. Like he he. But he has that. He has he that, gulps and he's just like, yeah, I want to see them dead. You know, like see, I don't, inc- I don't interpret that moment like that. Oh no, I, I interpret it as hesitation because, like, this, the, the whole reason why Gollum is like, well, you did it before, you can do it again. Yeah, is to encourage him, and, and, and Smeagol is the one that wakes him himself up, and it's just like, no, like we can't kill them, and then Gollum's we mustn't like, wake them. Yeah, it's he's he doesn't say we can't do that. He says we mustn't wake them. But he says no when when Gollum says kill them, kill them both. Mm. There's so like the the dead thing where he like pauses. Yeah. I've I kind of see that as like a little kid who has something he really wants to show you, but he's just being coy. Oh no, I've always read that as hesitation. Mm. See, and I maybe that's like just a I guess that's a difference in perspective, I guess. Yeah. I do like um that we have the the puddle that he's talking into yeah as opposed to the shift in camera angles from two towers Mm. i like i mean that's more dynamic and like more creative ultimately because the mirror thing's pretty cliche but it works here really well well i like the mirror thing just because a thing is cliche for a reason like it's true it because it works Mm -hmm. i don't think it's overused here no because the scene isn't like one, this isn't like a horror movie scene where it's like a, a really blatant horror movie trope where like something's going to appear behind you. Yeah. That's that's where like mere cliche kind of gets overused. But that's not... That but that's not what's happening th- here. Right. So how is this cliche? Just the talking to yourself I've in only, the mirror. Yeah, I guess. But like, it's two different personalities. Yeah. It's like in Spider-Man, every time like... Harry Osborne looks in a mirror and then his dad, his dead father is just like, avenge me! <laughs> in the in the 90s cartoon, that happens too with Harry Osborne, I think. It's been oh, a while really? since, Yeah. Or it's like, it's, it's like he sees the green, like the green goblin in mirrors. Yeah. Talking to him. Trying to tell him to do evil. Well, I mean, I think, I think we're fascinated by mirrors as a species because it's like, our world, but backwards. Right. Like, also, wrong. like, we're not supposed to be able to see ourselves. Huh? We see others, but, like, we're not really supposed to be able to see ourselves. Oh, oh. Like, physically. Like, you can't you can't look at your own face on your own. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, like, being able to see your face in something, like, it makes sense to fascinate uh, a species that's self-aware. Yeah. We're not the only ones. Right. Dolphins do that. It's like dolphins, dogs, 
Um, apes? Mo- uh, most, most apes, but not all, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, some monkeys. That's cool. Uh, I think bees. Bees are self-aware? I think bees can recognize themselves in the mirror. Oh my god, that's so cute. I, I think so. There's like, there's a handful of like surprising animals. Um, cephalopods, like octopi. Dude, once they like figure out that whole breathing out of water thing, it's over. It's done. It's done. I mean, an octopus can take, can get itself out of a jar. Out of a peanut butter jar, yeah. Which is like, this. it's smart enough to figure out which way to turn it and how hard to exactly. grip it. And it's just, you're spooky smart. I don't like this. It's over, man. <laughs> or like some some spiders are like crazy smart. The no, um the no. they're called um Don't like that. The the Porsche spider. P O R T I A, I think. They are a spider that stalks its prey and develops a different way of catching each thing it hunts instead of like always having one plan. They develop individualized plans for hunting. Don't like that. <laughs> That's scary. So, like, stuff like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn nature. You scary. That's the most relevant thing Family Guy has ever done. <laughs> it's, it's just that line. Damn nature, you scary. I say that every day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. Just about. It's true. <laughs> it's just a true statement. Yeah. Nature is scary. <laughs> no, I do like I do like the um, the golem effect in the water. Yeah. I think it looks good. Yeah, I, I think it I think it comes across well. Uh the Avenge me <laughs> Yeah. I think so that's I think that's enough stuff hey. to kinda kinda Avenge me <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm something of a scientist myself. It's so dumb. That's it's Saruman throws the fireball at Gandalf and then it like clears and it's just Willem Dafoe. I'm something of a wizard myself. <laughs> Your staff is broken. Excellent. But I, th- I think I think I think we're done here for today. Someone has cut Willem Dafoe saying "Avenge me," and it just smash cuts into the Avengers theme. Right? Like someone has to have done that. I'm sure they have. Yeah, they have. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> and if if they haven't yet, then maybe someone will in, in the Spider-Man Minute group or something. I, I like. I someone really has to have done that. Quick, quick side note. I really, really enjoyed all of those recuts of of Harry and MJ that's, that's dancing. The wrong... Like that's, for those of you who also that's the wrong podcast. For those of you who also listen to Spider Man Minute, all those all those recuts <laughs> really made my day that day. It's great. <laughs> go check out go check out Spider Man Minute and uh, the listener group over there is really funny. Huh? That was yesterday. Our movies by minute plug is on Wednesdays, Norman. On Wednesdays, we wear movies by minutes. <laughs> but does it say MXM or MBM? M slash M. M slash M. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a completely different thing. Yep, sure. <laughs> that, that, that's like M big line M. <laughs> whatever that, whatever that is, the divider. I don't know what it's called. It has a special name, I think. The, the big, the big straight. tall dividing line. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. I don't know either. I'm sure it has a special name. Like the squiggly is called a tilde. It's a tilde. Whatever. It's not tilde squinton. 
the, the tilde key. <laughs> so yeah, go uh, go check out our Facebook <laughs> listener group, Fellowship of the Mic, uh, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five star review; it helps with visibility. You know, it helps us spread. More people listen. More people get in the listener group. It's like a virus. It is. Avengers. <laughs> Hope everyone has a great Thursday, and we'll be back tomorrow with minute twenty-five. <laughs> Avenge me.